among the fray and off the coast. Face the lord of the ghostly host, this week on The Hapless Heroes. How many other Southwinds are there in the world? Welcome back to another episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. I'm Francesco, I'm your host and DM, and we have a lovely cast of characters for tonight's thrilling encounter. To my left, we have Dave as uh, Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. At my service. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Hi there. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. All right, all right. And John as Lord Jarrell the Light. That foul monster is back. Yeah, so last week you guys had, you were embroiled in naval battle. Um, as you were kind of drifting your way towards Ardwall. And you guys were in the, you know, in the some, somewhere in the Bay Area, just like, you know, at like having like a ship battle with <laughs> uh, some ghost ships that had popped out of the water. Um, ghost ships. And you guys, you know, just interested in all the maneuvering and things like that. You ended up right there within the Bay of, of Ardwall, you know, the city of Ardwall itself. You could see, you know, even through this haze and fog that sort of is just all around, you know, you literally just call it the fog of war. Um, you can see the, you know, the glow of fires and things like that in the buildings, you know, that are on the coast. Um, but between you and any sort of docks or shore at all is a legion of ghost ships. And, you know, some of the ones on the outskirts are further in, like closer to, you know, the bay are, or the, the shore, I mean, are like, you know, fighting. You can see, you can hear cannon fire just, you know, going throughout as I'm sure the sea lords are, you know, doing battle with the, uh, the ghost fleet. Um, but the prominent ship that is staring you down currently has the, well, and I said Ebenezer, but I should correct myself in that it is the, that same automata that you exp- you encountered at the lighthouse of Legradex, um, that, you know, that shrouded sort of like humanoid looking automata because the rest of them look kind of like, like we said, like TikTok from Wizard of Oz, but like this, you know, these, this one was a little more, a little more refined, shrouded um, in like, you know, like a black cloak. Um, and it's just kind of standing, you know, like sort of arms kind of folded, um, sort of relaxed in front just like watching you pull up. Now you guys are just like, hey, we're, we're pulling away from two, well, I would say two ships because the third ship was probably just, you know, a wreck, thanks to Hedrick. Um, but you are effectively surrounded because you're staring down a line of their 
ships, and so now you're surrounded. And that's where we're going to start. Right here. They're not firing on you. And you can see, again, this, this you know, servant of, or visage of Ebenezer is standing aboard this gigantic, like, undead, like, flagship with all these little, like, you know, metal automata again, like, just like, with like those, you know, like, like green, ghastly smoke. Um, green, ghastly green, smoke? smoke. <laughs> all up inside them. Um, you know, just pacing and running around the different ships. Um, <clears throat> Jarrell would pick up another bomb to give himself back uh, even ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you, do, you, do you actually, like, reach for a bomb? Uh, yeah, where are they? Uh, they're on the deck with us still? Make sure I yeah. can still do that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, you see them, and like, the first thing you do is go grab another one out of a, out of a crate, essentially, right? <laughs> Gotta reload. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but it's, it's going to get to a point, Quinn, where you're going to have to stop the ship here. Because you're going to just go straight into this line, you know, of other vessels here because mm -hmm. like at this point now like you know there's they're starting to form a circle i mean there's 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 a lot of ships out here and again it's foggy so you can't even see kind of where the other battles and things are happening um there's not a friendly ship in sight though boris would be making sure to be well hidden here i believe she left off kind of hiding behind a barrel anyway but like well hidden she is one with the stack of barrels she is hiding behind. <laughs> Painting her face wood if she needs to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, I, I mean, I, I, when I say, when you say that you're well hidden, I believe that you're well hidden. You are reliably well hidden in most circumstances here. So sure, that's fine. Um, I'm going to kind of Put the onus a little bit right now on the captain, Jarrell, and Zero. As far as okay, no, well, even actually Hedrick, because you've you know you've you've witnessed this foe before. You were on the ground actually when this you know when when he strolled up. Um, you remember the the words he said to you. The last time you you know encountered him is that you know he came for whatever was in. The lighthouse. Now, on your last visit there, Quinn uh, seems to have taken the last of whatever powers or whatever you know, whatever substance you know was so well hidden and and and, and, and buried within this lighthouse. Um, sorry, not sorry. So, I mean, that's the information you're working with. And now, you know, you're, he, he also asked you to join forces with him against Vecna, to which you said, uh, no, we'll do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I don't exactly remember that, but I'm sh that sounds like something I would have said. I think you were busy. Going off by yourself and getting some magic water. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. 
Jarrell would kind of walk towards the, as the boat's slowing down to a stop. Captain. Yes, so uh, I, I make the command to slow the <laughs> slow the ship. That, so, that yeah, extra Jarell... Discord delay is really, uh, really made that a good meaningful pause there. Yes. Um, so <laughs> sorry. No, it's perfect. Um, so okay. So yeah, the ship slows down, and again, like no, no further fire is exchanged. Even the ships that were chasing you before, like, have, have now kind of are just maintaining sort of part of the perimeter that they're, you know, encircling um, the Overstar. Well, yeah, Jarrell would walk to the bridge mm-hmm. uh, to meet with Quinn about what the hell to do. And he'll say, um, what should we do? What is it you pirates do? Is it parlay? I feel like they're going to destroy us. The first mate's even looking Let's at you see like, what, the- what do we do? Right. Um... I mean, our ships are outnumbered, so our ship, excuse me, our ship <laughs> is outnumbered. Uh, so I think that I think uh, the fact that he wants to parlay, I think, is is probably the, the the smartest route at this point for us. All right. Now, every member of the crew of this ship is on high alert. Weapons mm-hmm. are drawn like this is, you know, like they are probably fearing for their lives most of them I think any reasonable person would um, and you can see now that this you know this flagship carrying you know this visage of Ebenezer begins to move in closer to the, and is kind of pulling up to try to pull up alongside so your ships would be side to side It's there's, uh, there's 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 a long enough pause while this is happening as you're sort of watching this like slow approach, slow, meaningful, impactful. It's like when Vader's yeah. Star Destroyer takes yeah. over the Corellian Corvette. Mm-hmm. Zero. <laughs> you can equate it Zero to that kind of tension. In, yes. Yeah. Zero is on the deck, and he has reason uh, with its flywheel still spinning at max go. Uh, business end of reason pointed at this shadowy figure whom Zero does not recognize on the deck of this other ship. Oh, right. Zero was not present for the uh, meeting. <laughs> well, I mean, he jumped on the deck of our ship and then uh, Jed Dim, like, pile-drived him off the ship. <laughs> if you remember that. <laughs> Hedrick would yeah. want to approach Zero and, and try to offer some some advice to steady his nerves. Zero, we've seen this man again. I mean, earlier he was slain and then returned through another form. It, it appears these constructs are all under the control of one being, and he's chosen that form over there to communicate to us. I believe we must hold a little restraint before we uh, resort to reason. <laughs> oh, that's why I love you na- that you named your crossbow that. I really do. Right. Okay. It works on multiple levels. 
and uh, you know, again, in this in this sort of pause here, the first you know your first mate, Jimmy Jimmy Dunn, um, JJ, looks at you. Quinn says, "What do you think they want?" To Hedrick or to the captain? To the captain. Uh, I mean, I guess just thinks out loud, honestly. I'm not sure, Johnny Jake, but we will certainly find out. (laughs) JJ, Joey, Jojo. Horrible name. (laughs) Wow. You guys are horrible to to this fictional person. Are you surprised at all? That's no. why we're horrible to him. Because <laughs> we can get away with it. Wow. And that's the truth. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So it gets to a point where now your ships are, at this point, side by side. You know, they're 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 close enough that you could probably put a gangplank between the two, but it's you know they're not like touching. And now, you know, this visage of Ebenezer has its hands behind its back. And, you know, hood kind of pulled up over, you know, whatever mechanical face it has. You know, you can kind of just sort of see, you know, what looks to be almost like some similar to Zero, like that Warforged style mouth where like it's kind of more like a, you can see like a little hinge, you know what I mean? And a light behind it, but you don't even know if it will, if it moves when it speaks. And as it begins to speak, you see it doesn't. And it says, "We meet again, Captain and crew. You so dismissively refused my offer the last time we met. I told you I had a simple purpose, and I was looking for only one thing." when I was looking for this thing. It seems to have gone missing. And I believe you have what I am looking for. I have a lot of things that people are looking for. Captain, I... Charm. Good looks. It, 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 Beautiful say, hair. It, it doesn't even it like again. It doesn't react, right? It's it's pretty motionless as it just kind of st- like stands here, and it says, "You know quite little of of the power of what you possess. I need it, and you will give it to me." Don't make this any harder than it has to be, Captain. Uh, Quinn... Quinn feigns that he doesn't understand. He... He's kind of, um... I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Should you roll a deception? Yeah, let's do that. But, um... I, I'm basically unsure what he means, or I'm trying to trying to make it seem like I'm unsure of what he means. Am I am I rolling the deception? Um, sure, go for it. <laughs> uh, 15. Captain, 
And that's because I have a really good deception. Don't, <laughs> don't be coy with me. I have neither the time. Oh, I'm all, I, I have. I'm coy with everyone. I have neither the time, nor the patience, nor the. Well, nobody the, has time at this point. It's the apocalypse. Nor the interest in your doublespeak. You have what I want, and you will give it to me, or I will take it. And if you won't give it to me, and if I can't take it from you, I will just take it from your kin. And uh, he motions, and the, the the door to like one of the chambers at the top of the deck here opens, and um, you can see like four of the other automata walk out with what appears to be like a. It's this like it's it's a strange contraption. It almost looks like a, like a rack, right? Like a torture rack. However, it's buzzing with magical energy. And your sister, Tessa Southwind, is trapped in it. You can see that you know this. There, there appears to be some sort of like like magical bubble around like where her head is. There's like you can see she's trying to speak, but you can't hear what she's saying. How many other Southwinds are there in the world? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, just for posterity, I'm just, just asking a question. <laughs> you know, how valuable is the sister? <laughs> you know, why is, why is, why is she any special than any of the other ones? None so significant as your sister, at least at this. point point in time and no one else that you know as sure. you are estranged from literally all of them so so in the sense of the fact that she's more like royalty than she is my sister i'm definitely intrigued in saving her and and and, to, and, to just and the crew that. is like freaking out now because that's 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 one of the sea lords you know that's who that's who mm -hmm. they rally behind and you can see that, you know. Well, so it's not like it's not like I'm going to get them to run. Then. And and the first mate is now having a very hard time calming down the crew because the crew is the crew now wants blood. Hedrick is having a very hard time restraining himself. This is the first time. This is the first time he's seen Tessa in quite a while, and he actually has to physically grip zero. Uh, at the sight of his beloved. His beloved! <laughs> Zero does, for his part, stay perfectly motionless. Mostly, he's just internally doing the math on how much easier this is if he just shoots Tessa right now. Uh, Hedrick is going to approach the captain. Captain, you gotta give him what he wants. We can't, we can't let him do that to your sister. We have to, we have to get her back right now, no matter what the cost. Uh, you can he, tell the look in his eye. <laughs> he whispers back to Hedrick, I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. Um, Hedrick is broken. He doesn't know what to feel because he knows the only action that we can take that would be successful would be a unified action. We're all going to be on the same page. 
he needs to try to convince the captain that Tessa is worth it. I would like to try to persuade Quinn. Captain, whatever abilities you possess or whatever happened in that lighthouse brought us here. And it brought me back to see Tessa one last time. I had no idea where we are going to be what day from now, a week from now, a month from now, this may be our last chance to save the most important of your kin. Are you sure there is no way that we can't find a compromise or, or perhaps whatever power you obtain, you can, you can still hold on to and you won't have to lose it, but we can perhaps Find, find, find a way. There must be some way. You can't just blindly turn away from your own flesh and blood. Ebenezer's voice interjects for a moment, and he says, Look at you, begging for the life of one of your... You barely know this person. But for me, my offer is simple. It is far easier for me to take what you have what, 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 in whatever vessel you happen to be carrying it in than to have to strip it from the, the life essence of your dear sister. You see, this is just, it's, it's easier for me this way. Either way, I will have what I want. And what's, fun, and what's funny to me is that you are, you are giving me all the power here. You, you bicker amongst yourselves and you argue about what decision to make, but you take no interest in even striking a bargain with me. Um, just from a player perspective, mm-hmm. how, how, like, so Quinn, one of Quinn's things is obviously like fame and fortune, right? And so having this power, I think, has probably gone to his head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of course um, it has. Sorry, <clears throat> not a little bit, a lot. And no need, no need, no need I, to I downplay. Just, I think, I think Quinn is gonna. So Quinn's struggling with this idea of, you know, blood is blood, because that is important to him as well. Um, you know, he's doing a lot of this because of his father who is the, the father of, of um, Tessa as well. So just kind of that whole connection. So this is a big decision for him. Like he needs to kind of decide between power, fame, and fortune and family and blood, the two most important aspects of his life. Um, so this is tough. So so I, I know I've been kind of joking a little bit, but it's it's more of a defense mechanism at this point because yeah, he's makes sense. he's trying yeah. to expand as much time as possible to make the right decision or to figure out a way to do both. Jarrell puts his hand on the sword of justice and looks at Quinn and says, "Let's give him what he wants," and winks. Like he's he's subliminally recommending. Uh, powers combined. You're right. He's he's subliminally recommending that we just kind of march in there, pretend like we're going to give him what he wants, and then maybe use all the bombs that Jarrell has on his person and get off the ship again. Ebenezer. So Ebenezer's so I, voice interjects and he says, "You know, I can hear everything you're saying, right?" He didn't say that out loud. 
He just yes, said, you did. Like, how how are you going to communicate that otherwise? The the ESP. <laughs> uh, no, Jarrell is literally just putting his hand on the sword. The sword, giving him like, a wink. Okay. And saying, let's give him what he wants. Like, mm-hmm. you know Jarrell's ready for a fight. Jar- You've seen Jarrell load up with all ten bombs. <laughs> um, so, I am going to, regardless of whether Ebenezer can hear this, I am going to ask Ebenezer. Jarrell, uh, <laughs> Ebenezer, whatever his Ebenezer. name is. Ebenezer! <laughs> like, he's just making me very, like, anti-Christmas right now. Uh, so, he... <laughs> So Ebenezer, sorry, I, my brain's in fourteen places. You just so, corrected yourself by saying say Ebenezer right. again. Ebenezer. 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 Oh my God! I, Not Scrooge. No, this is this is perfectly in character oh, for Quinn. Scrooge. This is perfectly perfectly oh, in true. character for Quinn. The, the worst part is that that's Mike doing it. But anyway, um, so. Ebenezer, so even though Ebenezer can hear him, he turns to Zero and um, simply asks if he's familiar with the contraption uh, that he sees Tessa uh, connected to. That's a great question. And for that, I would need a great answer, perhaps. Perhaps an arcana check. Perhaps. And I'll take the nat 20 plus six. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was going to be a good choice. All right. Good job. Zero. This is some kind of device that is enchanted with multiple instances of a hold person spell. In addition to a silence spell that is localized to just the area that surrounds her head. It is a very complicated weave of multiple spells. And it's a, it would take someone very powerful to enchant something with that much, you know, uh, that much power. The contraption itself, though, does not appear ha- to have any sort of mechanisms for like damage or destruction. It is it is purely, you know, for like detention. Okay. Um, doesn't happen to have any particularly obvious weak points, does it? I mean, with a nat twenty, I will tell you that there are several structural weak points. On the rack itself. However, the composure and structure of the rack itself is is that if you were to damage or disrupt the structure in any way, you would break some of the magic, but that could have unintended results when you were just if you were to sever, you know, a powerful spell like this, you know, while it's you know everything is kind of working together in some you know big little weave there. Duly noted. Hey, but you can't have what you don't ask for. So, so, so it's basically a domino effect contraption. There if would, you, there would, there, if you yeah. do this, then this will happen. Yes. Um, it, would, there, it, yeah. it, would, it would be a very dangerous thing to attempt, given that it could have potentially deadly side effects or side, you know, consequences. Yeah. One of those things, you know, the odds of, you know, Ebenezer leaving an almost comically uh, large weak point in uh, one of his contraptions is... Mm, low. I mean, you know, we, we like our stereotypes, so we don't need to lean on that stereotype very hard. No. No, we do not. So, you know, I, I, I more than got uh, what we came for out of this, and I can relay those things um, 
fairly uh, easily to uh, Captain Southwind. And again, this With- this visage of Ebenezer is just standing there, like you know, just like just just like you know, doesn't even look like he's not tapping his foot or anything like that. Just again, hands behind his back. Um, Boris has stayed hidden throughout this process, but throughout the conversation has definitely readied her weapon, expecting where this is going to eventually end up is kind of inevitable. <laughs> Would that nat twenty um, lend itself to like any other? Enchantments? Is it strictly just silence and hold person, or yeah? But it's but it, it, yes, but they are weaved together in such a fashion. Like they, they, this spell has been crafted, essentially to be part of this whole contraption. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 kind of all one thing. It's like one big magic item. But that's you know, it's just that those are these spells that were probably that he can definitely identify were used to construct it. It's well, almost as if a high-level spellcaster with a literally limitless amount of time put something together for uh, proper function and not just form. What's easier, kidnapping a sea lord or creating an illusion to draw the appearance of a sea lord under the silence spell? I mean, can still hear you. Well, no, he's wondering whether that is Tessa. If it just looks like her, you can't hear anything. You can't interact with her. You, we're just looking at an image yeah, that's and surrounded she, and she can, in magic. And, she can, and if it's silence, then she can see you, but not, can, but cannot hear you or, or speak to you. Mm. So maybe, maybe this asshole's just bluffing. If it would be so easy to take what he wants, why does he bother playing these tricks with us? Why does he bother even dangling something that we want? And you could you could you, you could hear like an audible sigh come from the visage of Ebenezer. Okay, fine, you're gonna make me do it. And he puts a hand out. You can see that the bubble of silence dissipates for a moment, and Tessa is uh, screaming, be like, "You monster! You will never take me alive! I will gut you!" Whatever guts you have, I will tear you from the inside out. And he just like casts the spell again. You know, you can see it. it the, the the silence bubble, you know, restores itself. Do you need further proof? I I I suppose I can listen to her drivel a little bit longer. Just as a side note, Zero is still like spinning full blast. Reason is still <laughs> in that general direction. That did not stop like I, this entire time. Darrell's been ready to board the ghost ship. Quinn turns to his party. And he says with genuine humbleness. Genuine humility. I have made decisions. I have done some things I am proud of and some that I am not proud of. I am currently torn in the decision to make in this very moment. As my team, as my people, I ask of you, what do you think we should do? Well, the crew immediately starts shouting, you know, blood for the south winds. 
we will take that ship and then and as soon as you, you can hear it as this guy is like raising and raising hell and like he's like he even he, he gets to the point where he's about to say charge and as soon as cha goes out of his mouth ebenezer lifts his other finger points it at him and he literally drops dead and you see all the flesh melt from his bones yeah, that's nice this is now that that has happened what now is your decisions Jarl is uh, incapable of being afraid and still wants to board the ship. Okay. Not not like attack. He wants to like pretend like we're, I mean, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to really say that, but he, his intention is for you to give him what he wants. That's all I want. That's all I came here for. Quinn, he wants your power. And I'm not sure if you can survive if he takes it from you. Perhaps. I don't. And I hate to. I say don't this, need to take it from your corpse. You, you're carrying it. I know you took a remnant of what was down there. None of us know what Quinn has. Yeah, and 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 so Ebenezer's now just outing it and talking to him, like. You would not have been stupid enough to not take some with you. You don't even know what you possess, do you? This is why you should not have it. This is why you must give it to me. If you want to see the end of Vecna, I will usher it in. And and to do that, you need to give me what you have. It's simple. Again. I can take it. I can take it whenever I want. And he just like he's gesturing to Tessa. Like just make it easier. I'm giving you a chance here. I can be merciful. Your people, Ebenezer, is this evil wizard. He's destroyed and killed so many people. Boo hoo. I am battling powers you could barely begin to comprehend. You do not question my methods. You do not question my judgment. I offer you mercy. Do not spit in the face of mercy. I just want to call him Jafar at this point. Okay, so, um, so Jarrell, you're a you're a let's fight him. Hedrick, well, you're a yes fight him. Give him what he wants. Let's pretend to we're going yeah. to walk on there and give him what he wants, and then fight him. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on the same page with you, Jarrell. Um, Hedrick, what do you think? I think that we should offer our assistance, provided he guarantees Tessa's safety. If he hands her over, we should all go with him and face Vecna once for all. Finally, a man who knows how to bargain. You don't just hand Zero. it over. Don't just hand it over. But we should we should go over there and attack as one unit. Zero, comma, Valen's avatar of blank. <laughs> and, and, and Boris, as he yells behind the crate. I mean, Boris is hidden. Yeah, there is no response. I, I mean, I know you're there, yeah, but, but there you is know no I'm response. on the ship Zero. somewhere. Boris does not respond. But Boris is like literally has her arm behind her like a wind-up toy, like 
waiting for the second that something happens so she can, like, throw a dagger out. And it is safe to assume, knowing Boris, that that is probably the position that she is hidden in if you can't see her currently flying with her puppy. <laughs> a rough. A rough. <laughs> uh... He booms his voice <clears throat> as well as Quinn can do, which is pretty well. Uh, and let's bargain. What are your terms, Captain? You can hear also, by the way, the backdrop of this entire conversation is are, are the people of Ardwall screaming, the, the, the sounds of cannon fire. Like, <laughs> there is, like, it's, it is horrible, the things that are happening around you. <laughs> Innocents are dying, and Quinn's just like, smashing mm. <laughs> <laughs> his chin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's there's like war going on right now, like yeah, it's a full-on battle, naval battle, like on the coast in front of us. Okay. Um. <laughs> so we have to board he's gonna attempt this. I don't know if this is gonna work. Um. I. I am unsure of handing over such power to one who is willing to kill for it. However, I give you my allegiance to work with you to defeat Vecna. And if said allegiance works, I will humbly hand over the power to you. No deal, Captain. You already refused an allegiance before. An any good alliance isn't born out of desperation. No. No. I will see to this myself. You giving me that, I don't need you anymore. Which is precisely my concern. If I hand this over to you now, you don't need me. No. How do I ensure the safety of me and my crew? Captain. Well, their lives mean nothing to me. They clearly mean something to you. And honestly, you have no reason to trust me or believe me. But I am man of my word. I am not some chaotic creature like Vecna. Seeking to simply destroy for the sake of destruction? No. There is an order to this madness. You are just too small to see it. You gotta think 
big picture, my friend. Could I cast a detect thoughts in this moment? Beyond insight check, he believes that all of his words are carefully chosen. And when he says there is a method to the madness, he's hoping to catch a glimpse of Ebenezer's end goal. It's interesting because you're also casting detect thoughts on essentially what is an automata that is projecting his sort of, you know, his voice wherever he may be. But I'd say that it's still worth the attempt. So how does the spell work? I'm going to look it up right now. Because it's obvious you're casting it, too. So, you know, there's that to also take into consideration. I don't think it's one of those spells you can do in a, in a subtle fashion. Well, I was just making sure because, again, I spoke without reading clearly. Uh, this is one of my bardic abilities. Okay. So it doesn't cast as a spell slot. Okay. Um, I, I use just it's like a once per uh, once per insight. Oh, five times per long rest. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it needs to make a a save. Uh, so okay, yeah, and it says if it um, if it succeeds on the save, then it suffers an embarrassing social gaffe. What? <laughs> so okay. Dude, read, you know, yeah, read read the whole thing to me because this is fascinating now. Uh, I feel like a lead was buried here somewhere. Yeah. How does an automata make an, a social gaffe? Um, I can cast detect thoughts, but on a save, the target suffers an embarrassing sh- social gaffe. Oh, I understand. So that's the modification to the spell being. The, 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 yeah. the bard college you're from okay but the detect dot spell itself what is what is yeah. that um well i probably have to use an amplifier uh if he is within 60 feet yes okay um the creature has to have an intelligence of three uh or better okay and it has to and it has to speak a language okay i initially learned the surface thoughts of the creature what is most on its mind in that moment. And then as an action, I can choose to shift the attention to another creature or probe deeper. And when I probe deeper, uh, that's when they make a wisdom saving throw. And if it fails, I gain insight into its reasoning, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind, such as something it worries over, loves, or hates. If it succeeds, there's an embarrassing social gaffe, and the spell ends. Interesting. And, for, and, and then it says, either way, after the spell ends, it knows that I was probing into its mind. Okay. Now, now that's, that's if in, I choose to use the action. Yes, and that is indicative that until you try to probe, it doesn't, just know it doesn't know that you're trying to detect its thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, so just as it was speaking, as it was talking about the method to his plan, and the fact that it needs the power, but it doesn't necessarily need us. Hedrick's argument is that he would like to see the services of Quinn provide the power to Ebenezer rather than handing over the vial itself and losing our entire edge. Because if he is so powerful, if he has such a plan, he could take it from us. Why is he bothering to do all of this? Hedrick's sentiment is that the magic works very particularly, especially when enchanted on an item. It could be that it has to be offered. 
willingly offered in order to accept and have the effects imbued into the recipient. For whatever reason, Quinn was able to gain these powers and he has a manifestation of it in physical form. Whether Hedrick knows it or not, it is clear that Ebenezer's after something particular and Hedrick's trying to argue that simply Quinn could be the bargaining chip. And we would go along with Quinn, no man left behind, of course, but he's trying to figure out whether or not this Ebenezer has overall evil intentions after Vecna's gone. Or, you know, like that method. Yeah, I, I guess get is what I, he's I, I get what your angle is here. So I mean, we start with surface thoughts. Yeah. And the surface thoughts appear to be entirely blank, like still. There is sentience here. But like surface level thoughts are mm -hmm. literally blank. Because of uh, his words when he said, you have no reason to trust me. Well, I Hedrick, mean, Hedrick is, is going to try to. What you're, uh, no, what I, what, what, what I, okay, yeah, I was going to say, try to probe deeper. Okay, so yeah. wisdom save, you said? Because, yes. Wait, what am I doing? It's going to use legendary resistance. Ah, it passes. Okay. It passes the save. And the spell ends. And tried to do as, what is an embarrassing social gaffe? Let's see. I'm trying to think. The cloak falls off. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay. Perfect. Can an automaton fart? No. Yeah, right. that's the thing. Like... <laughs> All right, so. Um, the questions we ask. The gas comes out of its neck. It is disrobed. <laughs> it leaks a little oil. <laughs> yeah, actually, perfect. So, um, you know, the automaton kind of like shifts and turns to you, Hedrick, right? And it. You know, it's it's got the cloak and everything like that, and then all of a sudden you hear like a piston almost or something like pop in its neck, and then pff, the cloak just like <laughs> flies off, and you can see it is a you know just a naked like automata with like a very like boring like just normal like metallic and wooden face, um, not unlike Zero's, but Zero it looks cooler than this, um, and it's just you know again you see like you know, that same sort of greenish glow behind its eyes. Um, and it just says, oh, this doesn't usually happen. Anyways, I see what you're trying to do. Yeah, Hedrick, please, like, let's not make this hot. Like I said, let's not make this hotter than it has to be. We're, like, you, you, we were just negotiating. And from then, Boston? Then you had to go ahead and try to use magic on, on me. And, like, it's just, there's no place for that, Hedrick. I, I could, I could kill you right now if I wanted to. Like I said, I'm here offering you mercy. Can I ask a quick, like, player question? Mm -hmm. So this power that I have, I know I've imbibed yes. the vial, yes. and I have just become this power. Yeah, but there's... You still, so how you, exactly would I give it up? You still have the liquid in the vial. You still have more in your... Like, you've, you've, been, you've been keeping it in your flask. Like, you filled that shit up. You know what I mean? I see. The, po yep. the power you're summoning doesn't so, come from drinking it. It comes from the, the fact that as a result of you having drank it. You know what I mean? Because you remember you felt like uncomfortable, like your stomach hurt, like shit was like, you, like your body felt like it was mm -hmm. changing when you drank just even a little bit. And now you're out suddenly able to literally summon the seas and the winds to, to propel your, a, a ship forward like at incredible speeds. 
So, so literally, he's he's asking me for the yes. liquid, not for yeah. like me to give up my power. Yeah, give him the flask. It's funny you two were having a totally different argument from each other the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just give him the flask. He has to suck it out of you. Like I said, he's already he's already oh. got that option. Oh. <laughs> Uh, oh come on, come on, please, please, just, just once, I mean, just once. You use the word. No, just you, once. But it was your yeah, word choice. Just once. Can we yeah. just not make it sexual? Just once. You, but you could have said like absorb. You could. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You, you're right. I guess it's. I guess, I guess it's right. So, yeah. Just turn it around the on me. Childish it's, nature it's, of all five of us. It's my fault. Uh-huh. It's my fault. That's right. It's my fault, Mike. <laughs> It's my fault that you I mean, I wasn't the only one. I, I bit my tongue, but we all laughed. Uh-huh. Oh, I giggled. Seems <laughs> like a win-win for Quinn. <laughs> okay, just, 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 just check in to see where we're oh, at. This is all fun in games until someone does fan art. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. Okay, let me rephrase. Hashtag Quinn win. He already has... I'm saying, like, suck my vial. He already has the more difficult and painstaking option of absorbing painfully this power from another Southwind who he has right there. Mm -hmm. Now, if you recall, right, this lighthouse is sort of a, like, a secret of the Sea Lords and of, you know, apparently your sister, the Tessa Southwind. You might, at this point, it's probably reasonable reasonable to infer that she possesses similar abilities or powers or, you know, within seeing as how, again, like, this was under her guard and, and her, like, observation right prior to Ebenezer coming in here and sacking the joint. So the power is genetic. The vial just, like, unlocked it? I don't know. Or the, that's a, the that's, that's, that's a, that is it. a great question, Quinn. It's a very good question. That's, I guess that's where I'm getting a little confused. Is like if Tessa has the power too, but she didn't drink anything. Well, she may have. Oh, fair. Did we see her picture down you among sure the did. portraits? You yeah, sure I did. We did. Okay. There's a connection that she at least attended mm-hmm. that school. Mm-hmm. I think one of the yeah, things it, we're failing to mention here is that if we don't give it to him or at least go up there and hand him the flask or some version of how this is going to play out. He's just going to blow us up <laughs> and take it from Tessa. Yes, this is why this is why Quinn has been working on life insurance for us for this entire exchange. Right. This is because otherwise I just refer to my nature and try to figure out how many automata bodies he has as a function of how many rounds of ammunition I have. Because, like, just in storytelling mode, like, right, like, as a, as a, as a thinker, I, Quinn doesn't believe, because Quinn's a story, storyteller. So when he creates villains in his story, he extrapolates them and exaggerates them. But there's also this idea of the villain, like, he's not going to just, like, follow what he says. Like, he's here to get something, and he's going to get it regardless of whether we give it to him or he takes it from us. And right. at the, and he even said himself. Like your lives mean nothing to me. So in that, in that like thinking, if I hand over what he wants, we suddenly become unimportant to him. Mm-hmm. 
So it doesn't matter what happens to us after I give him the the, the liquid. Quinn, if you have something physical to offer, if you I have can, a watch. if you can dispose of it in a way that provides only one course of action, your own personal self to be bargained rather than something physical. Okay. Destroy That's the scary. evidence. Destroy the evidence. No, I'm so, saying if there's something that you did to yourself, do it again. That way you are the bargaining chip and not something tangible that we just hand away. I was thinking that would be like to play when we're standing in front of Ebenezer, but not like just tossed it Ebenezer's, off the ship right now. Ebenezer's voice interjects again. I grow weary debates Quinn I could He's not have made this more simple for you give me your terms I'm sure we can come to an agreeable I solution. already gave you, you my terms and oh. you rejected them oh and you're not willing to have any counteroffer fine I'll give you I'll give you one I'll spare the lives of your crew the people of this city and remove my fleet from your shores hell from this world I barely have a need for Telduria any longer it's only a matter of time uh <laughs> I have terrible insight I can I can persuade and and decept until the, the deceive until the cows come home but I have no sense of, of insight so um I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to attempt to see if if he's telling the truth. Sure. I don't think Oh, okay, a 23. Okay. Wow. You know, almost an at 20. You were You were right. You were right for a, a little bit as far as like, okay. You're right in so far as your lives are meaningless to him. But he is genuinely offering you, like, mercy. If you just give him, you know, take, give, you know, make it easy for him to do whatever he needs to do with whatever is contained in the power of the liquids in that vial. He will harm your sister. He ain't lying about that. Mm-hmm. He will probably do horrible things. If you don't give him what he wants. And you also think he's too fucking smart for any little try to little play you might be making here. Hedrick, you can read thoughts. Well, I tried. He seemed to have. uh, But it's not him. It's not him. I want you to read. I want you to read Tessa's mind. I can try. It seems like she's encased in magical fields, but maybe that's possible. Um, Hedrick would try to cast Detect Thoughts on Tessa. Tessa. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Surface level thoughts. Man, this sucks. This is the worst. (laughs) This is probably the worst situation I've ever been in. You know, I just... If this is how I go, I hope I go with dignity. I don't want my crewmates and my people 
to see me like like this, beaten down, broken. He better make it quick. Hedrick would relay those thoughts. <clears throat> and then he will try to uh, probe deeper. He um, would make a wisdom, wisdom saving throw. Same thing. Auto fails. Okay. Mm. No farts. Deeper thoughts. <laughs> um, what are you trying to probe deeper into there, bud? Why did you why did you emphasize the word probe I mean, and then expect I mean, us he's not probing, to react to oh that? Oh fucking god, dude. I'm just trying to like I, this is how I ask questions sometimes. Okay? Johnny Deeper. Probe. <laughs> uh, supposedly Dig deeper. Hedrick wants to see if um, any part of Tessa you know, like if we rescue her. If, if we can help her escape to help us, whether or not she would have a little bit more affection towards him. <laughs> oh, no. Of course you're going to make it about that. Of course you're going to make it about that. Oh, not... Okay. Uh... <laughs> or perhaps her brother. <laughs> Here's the... No, I don't care about that either. Here's the information that you're able to glean from that She has a deep feeling of loyalty to her newfound brother. And that, and, and his companions. And that, you know, she thinks of you fondly, but really doesn't have any strong feelings. She doesn't have time for that. So there's not really a whole lot there. Fair. Now moving on. Um, Hedrick, do you tell me that? Quinn, it may be a long shot, but I still think I got a chance with your sister. Hedrick, if she's dead, you will have no shot. Well, it, it will what require... What does she want us to do? She cares for her people. She cares for you. She know that this is out of her hands. Even in her control, if it comes down to it, she will be destroyed due to our decisions. I think she's prepared to die so long as it's an honorable death. Which I don't think she's going to get. Either way. You're so fucking stubborn, Quinn. I just, like, I want, he wants to make the right choice. He really is, like, like, like debating what to do here because he's worried that he, if he gives... Ebenezer, the the flask. One, he'll be out his flask, and two, <laughs> he 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 really is concerned about about the the repercussions and the consequences of giving someone else this power. Um, and I know I know Quinn has made really like daft decisions in the past, but this is something that he's really struggling with, and so I think ultimately he. 
wants to do what's best for his relationship with Tessa, but also he wants to to he wants to do what she thinks is the right thing to do. Um because he doesn't want to compromise her life if that's not the right thing to do. Cuz right now it's her life in jeopardy. Captain, you must also think about your crew and the whole city. Right. Cuz right, her sacrifice could could very well protect everybody else. If if we allow Tessa to die, you may find yourself under a mutiny. It's also true. You see but it's the, not that I'm. It's not that I would allow her to die. It's that the choice that I make could cost her her life. So it's not that I'm, I'm like I'm trying to save her. Um, so it's like, do we do we attack and do we just like, you know, go for broke and make sure that he doesn't get what he wants? One of, or do we? One of the crew members breaks rank, and shouts to Ebenezer, and to you, Quinn, Captain. Just give him what he wants. Ebenezer, just... Just... Just save our people. Just just leave us alone. Be gone. Take it, take it, take it, take this and be gone. And give us our leader back. And he's like kind of stuffed down by the crew because, you know, they saw what happened last time someone got a little too catching the attention of... Ebenezer. And, and Ebenezer, again, his, he interjects and says, even your crew knows how to make a better offer than you. Uh, the Darrell offer will, isn't... Like, it's Darrell not an will, offer. It's just giving you what you want. Yeah. And I, will, say and, I will, and I will not kill everybody here. It's, you're it's the a pretty one that's good not deal. Like, I'm, I'm bargaining. You're not bargaining. You're, you're, you're the stubborn one. Well, seeing as how I only require... In, in, thing, in, I literally couldn't be asking for anything less. Right, but you've given me three, like, three things that I have to give up in order for you to get what you want. Okay, if we're going to act thing. like children about this, I'm going to start acting like the adults, and I'm going to count down from ten. And once I reach zero, I'm going to take the power that I need from your sister, and I'm going to leave this place ruined, broken, destroyed, and I'm going to leave you shouldering the responsibility, knowing that you could have saved the day and instead chose to be stubborn and hang on to your secrets and your precious little baubles as if they mean anything. <laughs> Ten. Nine. He does Eight seem like he is Seven. On the plus side, you did get to bicker six, with a god. <laughs> five. Take me instead. Ooh. Now that's a delicious offer. How about this then? Okay, I take you. You will act under my command. You will do what is asked of you and be useful. And you will provide me with what I need. You could be a useful tool. If what you need is only against Vecna, then I agree to those terms. Okay. And you see in an instant, right? He takes like he, he like motions to like the like the, the rack device, right? And you can see that the hold person dissipates on Tessa, and he just like throws his hand out of whack 
It attaches to you. And he just like lifts it up, so you're just like floating suspended. You are silenced, and you are held. And he pulls you just telekinetically over to the ship, plops you down, and he removes the silence for a second and says, Captain, where is it? Your flask, where, where is, is it? What? Your flask, where is it? Give, give me the, tell me where the flask is. And Tessa's like standing there, standing so. there, just like like ready to fight, and he and he just like looks at her and he says, "Now, now, you can go safely to your crew momentarily." Sea Lord. And he looks back to you. Where is it? Can I ask a question? Player question. Ask question. Uh, where? Do we know where you keep this flask? Like, do we see your flask? Do I know nobody, where the flask is? Nobody else in the party knows of the existence of the flask. I mean, you know it exists. We, well, we don't know where you know it's in it, but have I ever seen you with a flask? And would I know where the flask I've seen you with is? I'm sorry, the significance You've definitely of the seen you with of flask. this flask. Right. Sure. Yeah. By any chance, Please. would it be in the pocket of your fancy jacket? <laughs> or would it be elsewhere? It may have been in the pocket of my fancy jacket. So does Boris hear Ebenezer ask about the flask? Yes. Boris pats down the jacket pockets, which she has been wearing for four straight days, to check to see Mm -hmm. if the flask is in the pockets. I'm just going to roll something over here. Because I don't think I would have had it up in the up on the helm. I mean, I feel like your fancy flask would be in your fancy jacket. There, but... there is a sure. very jeweled, very flamboyant flask in the pocket of this jacket. Boris opens the flask and drinks everything in it. Oh! 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 What are you doing? Oh! Yes. And that's what we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> behind this decision right is that she watched Ebenezer make the deal and then saw him ask for the flask even though like that in her mind right he immediately broke the deal because he asked for the thing that they had just said like no this isn't part of the deal so she removed the bartering chip (laughs) that and you aren't party to the deal well to be to be fair to Ebenezer He's asking me to do something that technically is anti-Vecna. So and I agreed that I would I would do his bidding as long as it had to do with defeating Vecna. Now, you also well, I don't want to get too far into this because we did end the episode, but yeah. Um <laughs> you made well, you made the deal with the intent that you were gonna help him and give him what he wanted. So you had n- Guys, it was really fun playing with you all. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an honor. 
Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Playing we'll see. Quinn until his death. We'll see what happens uh, next week. <laughs> it's going to be some. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. So if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as uh, Twitter and Instagram at just at Hapless Heroes or on Facebook or Reddit. Look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. But those places, honestly, though, will just point you to where we hang out and socialize most of the time. And that's our Discord server where you can meet, interact with the whole cast, our, you know, all of our guests and people who've you know been with us over the years, our wonderful audience, just a great community of folks out there in Discord land. Really like us, you could leave us a five star review on the podcast service of your choice, or just shoot us an email, haplessheroes at gmail.com. Tell us what you think of the show. Like, you know, like say some kind words to us, and we'll say them right back to you on the air and tell you what kind of five star human you are. Now, if you really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes Got a whole bunch of different rewards on there, everywhere, anything, everything from bloopers, behind the scenes audio, uh, Phil recorded a whole bunch of acapella tunes as Hedrick of all the songs he's performed. And as he performs and debuts new ones in the show, I will be posting more on there because I think there's a few that still haven't seen the light of day, but there's already like almost 20 tracks or something like that uploaded for your listening pleasure. Um, yeah, check it out. Patreon.com slash Heroes. You know, we really appreciate your support. You're, you guys are the greatest. And if you like us right now, you love us. Stally Field and the whole deal. Um, I know we don't, normally don't like to date our episodes, but this weekend was a Daytona 500. So I want a hapless heroes race car that you race only before each race. You have to roll a D20 to determine how good you're allowed to do in the race. So like if you roll like a nat one, you forgot your engine. If you roll a 20, you have to win. <laughs> That's if you really love us. Wow. Okay. All right. That's doable, but very difficult, I'd say. That's a high, <laughs> high degree of difficulty there. That's really only for those skilled drivers who really, really love us. Or someone who's just an enthusiast. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and outro this cast for now. Starting on my virtual right this time with John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Until next time. Phil as Cedric the Entertainer. What you want, baby Quinn's got it. What you need, Ebenezer wants it too. <laughs> Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I don't think that was just water. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. It's been real, y'all. <laughs> and Dave. <laughs> Zero Valen's Avatar of War. Oh, Mike, I take over soon. You think I'm just going to let you take the easy way out like that? Oh, no, there's no dying for you. <laughs> and I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. We'll see you next week and see what happens. Bye bye now. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. No, seriously, bye. <laughs> <laughs>